Guys, my credit's at 840. That's amazing. No, I'm mad. It's 10 away from perfect. That's such a you thing. I was literally sitting there like, like getting mad. I will say when I was laying on your chest, I have never felt your heart like thump so hard. R-O-T-N, let, let me, me present to you. you the Rotten Podcast. The Rotten Podcast. How do you want me to say it? Rotten. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, me too. But I get, yeah, I get like very into it. Even for like the Sean O'Malley fights, like when I want someone to win and it's a big fight that's been hyped up, mm -hmm. I definitely am like <laughs> on the edge of my seat, which is what I love about like the MMA and like boxing and like big events like this. And I'm happy that they started bringing this sort of like attention through the YouTuber influencer boxing space. Good morning, guys. Welcome back to the Rotten Podcast. We're on episode 46, baby. 46. We're getting up there. We're so close to 52. I, know, I, actually, I was just thinking that. I think our one year anniversary is in like three weeks because we missed like three episodes. Yeah, we've only missed a few, which I'm proud of us. I'm for only, so freaking proud of us. I know. This is like the one thing I feel like we both have been very consistent at. It's the only thing I'm consistent <laughs> at. If you guys saw me on my YouTube channel, you guys know I'm like posting like once every month right now, which is the worst I've ever done in my like 12 years of being a content creator. But really fast, I just want to say that in last week's episode, someone reached out to me saying that I was incorrect about a fact I had said. And I don't know why I said it because I know this is the case. I had said that U.S. was in war with Iraq or Iran when it was Iraq. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But we have been in war with Iran in like the 80s. But I was just so confused because we've been in war with so many other countries that We're I always said. in war. Yeah, yeah, literally. I said Iran instead of Iraq. But I do know that in today's episode, we want to talk a little bit more about like the Israeli and Palestinian conflict that's happening right now. Yeah. Not conflict. It's war. It's yeah. pretty much war. That was pretty fresh last episode like right when stuff was happening and i don't think we were both as informed as we are now because i know for myself i've spent the past week really kind of getting informed having a lot of conversations looking at a lot of stuff online on both sides and um this weekend was really hard for me yeah you know, i was like i actually cried like a couple times like staring at videos and stuff and i just like at the end of the day, regardless of which side you're on or if you're on no side, it's just really sad when you see innocent victims dying and especially like innocent children, like the videos seeing like dead babies. Yeah, it's it's so gut wrenching. It's just really looking at those videos for me was really tough to accept the cost of what our freedom has costed, you know, the price of that freedom and that's stuff that we don't really think about ever on a daily basis. But even when you think about how America got to where we are in this land of freedom, mm -hmm. there's a lot of blood behind that. And I think that whenever a war arises, you realize the cost of freedom. And 
it was just I was like struggling to be honest. Yeah, let me just add a little excerpt. There was not an excerpt, that's the wrong way, but an example of how much you've been putting into educating yourself. I remember I woke up one morning and you came into the room and you were so sad and you were crying and you were talking about what was going on on both sides of the conflict. And I remember that made me realize I need to be more educated. I think I've been definitely avoiding it just because it doesn't make me feel good. It makes me feel very sad. And I try to avoid those feelings, especially when it comes to the news, just because I know it's there's a lot of propaganda and there's a lot of misinformation. But you had motivated me to, you know, learn more. And so I do want to touch that one of our friends actually had two cousins um, either kidnapped or or murdered. No, were, yeah, so my friend Tal, Tal Cooperman, um, he had two of his, he's from Israel, His he has family that still lives in Israel, and two of his cousins were actually murdered at the festival in Israel by Hamas, mm-hmm. like the terrorists. And um, at first he didn't know if they were kidnapped or whatever, but... Has it been got, confirmed? He got confirmation that they were murdered, yeah. <sighs> For me even, you it feels so far away and separated but then just to see someone i know have literal family like close family like he was just detailing in a post that he made how much he looks up to his aunt and uncle in how heartbreaking it is and um i donated a little bit of money to the fundraiser for the family and we're gonna drop the gofundme link in the description so if you guys have anything even if it's a dollar five ten anything matters you know it's going towards the parents and the family there's no amount of money you could ever raise that will you know fix that issue and so it's like it's the least i could do yeah using what i have to support the family and i do want to say that this isn't like you're for israel if you donate at the end of the day this is like a human issue like why are we killing each other for land and i Mm -hmm. get there's a long history behind it but at the same time it's like we we pride on ourselves on being like the most elite like human race ever right but like can we really say that when we're killing each other and killing babies and raping women and kidnapping people and using them as hostages like this is insane what's going on in the world yeah and it's it's really tough and the hardest part is like hamas doesn't want to negotiate they don't want to do anything other than legitimately eradicate the jews it's in their constitution it's what they teach their children it's what their mission is it's all that they're focused on and when you have an extreme terrorist group like that they're really it's that's when it gets really difficult because how do you solve that issue mm-hmm. if the other party isn't willing to negotiate? Well, I think the only thing Hamas want is to have Gaza freed from Israelis' uh, militants because I believe they're like kind of occupying Gaza and they pretty much um, run 60% of the West Bank and then I believe the Palestinian Authority runs the rest of the 42%. If you look at the map of Palestine and Israel right now, it is the stupidest thing you can see. The way they cut up and chopped up this piece of land is is crazy. Like, how is Palestine not connected in any way? Like, Gaza and the West Bank are not connected. So their mission, aside from the land, is deeper, where it's legitimately to kill all Jews. That's what they're taught, and that's what they're praised for doing. Yeah, I get that. Like, that's Hamas. And I try to separate, like, extremist groups from the innocent people that don't believe in that fully. Yeah. And I'm not saying all Palestinians want death to Jews. I was talking to my dad about it, and I was like, 
well, I don't think majority favors in Hamas, Mm -hmm. like if you're a Palestinian, but I found out that they were voted into power. I mean, aside from that, I think the biggest shocking, scariest thing and why Israel is so defensive and why Jews are so defensive about this is because you see when Jews are killed, how people across the world celebrate it. It's, it's really, really scary. I mean, you have things even in California, you have protests, you have someone who was waving a Nazi flag on the highway, you know, and that's what's really scary. What I don't understand is that Jewish people only make up, I believe, if I read the fact correct, Jews only make up one quarter of 1% of the world population. But they are like the scapegoat for all the hatred that we have in the world. I feel like all throughout history, they have been attacked and experienced genocide and racism, religionism. I don't even know what the word is called because not only is it a race, it's a religion. I think a lot of it has to do with, and we read this on like the Washington Post, like why- Yeah, we were looking it up last night. Like why is there so much anti-Semitism? Why do people hate Jews? I remember when I was a kid learning about the Holocaust, I was like, why do people hate Jewish people so much when Jesus was Jewish and we all love Jesus? Let's be real here. Like he was Jewish. And so when we're reading this, it turns out that, and I didn't know this because I haven't taken Bible study in so long, but um, it was a Jewish person who received the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai. And so a lot of religions look at Jewish people as their moral compass. And so because they're so morally sound is what it sounds like, it it's like a reflection of how evil people are because of how good the Jewish people were because they were the ones that preached the Ten Commandments. They were one. They were the ones that spread the word of the Ten Commandments to the rest of the religions. It's the mother religion of both Christianity and Islam. Judaism pioneered the ideal of the holy and the human need for acting in accord with divine law. Pretty much practice what you preach. Mm-hmm. Walk the walk, talk the talk. And to summarize, what we found was that there really is no reason why people hate Jews. It's just they're sort of the scapegoat. And mm-hmm. if you think about it, you can kind of compare it to like why people are jealous and hate people that are successful. It kind of brings out why you're not successful. And so that creates sort of like an animosity and anger in yourself and you sort of direct that outwards. And so they've pretty much been the scapegoat from a moral standpoint. Um, and I will just say like I grew up in a Jewish community i've said that i said that on the last podcast i'm partly jewish it's in my history it's in my dna and i have never like of all the religions and people i've been around orthodox jews i've been around so many jewish people i've been to over 100 bar and bat mitzvahs and they are literally the nicest welcoming helpful people and it's so sad to see how they're targeted it doesn't make any sense to me Mm -hmm. i mean we both grew up in different religions you grew up in catholicism i grew up in christianity and i saw a lot of hypocrisy yeah a lot of like preaching about love showing love you know like sharing love but if it comes to someone that doesn't believe in jesus or believe in god or believe in the bible then it's like don't give them love Mm -hmm. if it's someone who's not following the ten commandments you can't give them love you judge them and apparently like 
in Christian, at least for in Christianity, you're not allowed to judge anyone for anything. Murderers, yeah. gay people, transgender, whatever it is. And so, but you see a lot of judgment still happening, which is goes against the Ten Commandments, yeah. which goes against the Bible. That that was always my like light bulb that went off when I was a kid and I was barely like I felt like I was still becoming conscious, but like there was just something that felt like such a strong contradiction in what I was being taught versus what I was actually seeing. Like literally what you're saying, there is such a hypocrisy in the judgment. And I feel like whenever a religion is very judgmental, it almost goes against their core principles and beliefs. Mm -hmm. And I've experienced that in, in Catholicism, in Christianity. And um, that's one thing that I feel like with Judaism, people who practice Judaism, they seem to be very accepting of other religions and people in general, like opening up with open arms. Do you think it's because they've been persecuted for so long that they understand you have to just be open and not like judge others? Like maybe it's a learned thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, that, that's an interesting point. Um, but I will say if you're like an Orthodox Jew, you <clears throat> live a very sort of simple life that I respect. I can never live that life. But, you know, no technology from like Friday when sun goes down until Shabbat, right? Yeah. Until, Sabbath, yeah. yeah, until the sun sets, I believe, on on Saturday night. Did and you know I grew up like that? Really? Well, I'm Seventh-day Adventist, which is closely related to both Christianity and kind of like the Jewish culture. Like I, I followed the Old Testament, mm. which is when like Jesus didn't happen. And that's I think that's why like mm -hmm. Jewish people don't believe that Jesus is our savior. Um, so I grew up like from Friday night to Saturday night, couldn't do anything, couldn't go to school, couldn't learn, couldn't go to work, do anything like that. Wow. We were allowed to use electricity, but I wasn't allowed to eat pork, um, scallops. I couldn't eat shrimp, like all the same, like kind of kosher, like minus the kosher-itness of it, but like the same types of food I wasn't allowed to eat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sad to see what's going on in the world. And I'm sure there'll be even more updates next week. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things, the last thing I'll say is like, I was struggling with like, why would Israel bomb a hospital? They're telling people like, leave yeah, the hospital. Yeah, that's like the big thing. People are so against like, why are they bombing mosques and hospitals? And when I was talking to my dad about that, he was like, well, that's because the Hamas is hiding in those places that they know wouldn't be touched. Mm -hmm. And so what does that say about that group that's hiding behind the people? It's hiding behind the children. I don't no, even, I get it. it. And not only that, so like, a lot of the outrage that's happening against Israel right now is because Israel has ordered the people of Gaza to leave in 24 hours before they started bombing the shit out of Gaza. The thing is, there's like, I believe six or seven million people in Gaza. I could be a little off with that. To get seven million people out of a giant city in 24 hours, imagine just the uh, like car, the lined up cars getting yeah. out of the city. But on top of that, what Hamas is doing, which is so fucked up, up is that they are literally preventing their people from leaving the city mm -hmm. because they're like well we won't get bombed if you're still here so we're gonna keep you here they're like it's, testing the waters with israel it's very tough like if that's where my heart goes out for the palestinians who are in gaza and in these places because it's like what do you do you know hamas is telling you not to leave but israel is telling you to leave and yeah. then you go and then there was there was people that were bombed by Israel that were trying to leave. Yeah. And then you have Egypt who won't open their borders. You have They're nowhere to, to go. Yeah. They're scared to. Also, not to mention the fact that they don't have water, 
electricity and all these things. So it's like, how do people actually get out? Number one. And then number two, it's like, how do you like, I don't know how you solve this issue. You know, it's very complex and deep and we don't have to spend more time on it. But my heart goes out and I'm going to continue to research and especially with an open mind. But I think at the end of it, it's like anyone who is like being vicious and attacking and wants to eradicate a certain type of people is just evil. Yeah. And like the last thing I'll say is like if they put down their weapons, there'll be peace. But if Israelis put down their weapons, there will be no more Israelis. And I feel like that is like a very important distinction between the two Hamas approaches. And Israelis. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to end one thing just because people are going to be like, well, I don't think that's why anti-Semitism exists. And I want to read out a quote from Adolf Hitler, the least favorite person in the entire world. But he said something that you can now understand why there was so much anti-Semitism. Okay, this is a quote from Adolf Hitler. Conscience is a Jewish invention like circumcision. My task is to free men from the dirty and degrading ideas of conscience and morality. Literally, it was because they're very moral. Um, so just wanted to clear that up if you guys are questioning anti-Semitism because I would have questioned that as well if I hadn't read like the quotes from a lot of anti-Semites and then the quotes from like was- the Washington Post and like the New York Journal. Yeah. Wall Street Journal and the New York Post. Sorry, I got yeah. that completely wrong. From the article we read too, you have scholars that have been studying this trying to figure it out and there's no real Nothing. reason. It's just anyways. But then while that was going on, like it was uh, switching gears was yes. like the w- all these horrific things are happening. And then you have this like Logan Paul, Dylan Dennis. Speaking fight. of morality. Right. And I yeah. it, it, for me, it was sort of like escapism. I was like, all right, let's escape and watch this. And it felt good to take my mind off of it. But even still, while I was watching, I was just like, it's hard to be like watching this like entertainment show when all this stuff is going on in the world it just kind of felt like something was like conflicting within my core it took place in london which is so close to like what's i mean not so close that they can touch it but close closer to the u.s it just felt like how can you be celebrating in europe when you're so close to like this war conflict happening yeah next door the show must go on apparently yeah I mean, my reactions was like, I was so, and I was so excited to watch this because I thought it would be like a really good match. I mean, Dylan has been just like hyping it up and doing very, uh, going over the line, in my opinion, without a doubt by attacking Nina. Um, And I was like, okay, time to back the talk up. And it was the most embarrassing joke of of a performance you could ever see. And I was really like proud and happy for Logan because- he handled it like very, I respected the way that he handled it. And even after he won, the one of his tweets was like, this is nothing to, like, this is nothing to be proud of. And I felt like that sums oh, it up because wow. it is true. That, that gives him so much more like ability being like, well, I, he wasn't even like puffing himself up. He was like, that was so shitty. Yeah. And I mean, that's the problem with like people and men like Dylan Dennis who want to attack women and like perpetuate these sort of misogynistic like views and beliefs about women's body counts because it's like, where's the hypocrisy in that? He's shaming Nina and exploiting her and breaking the law by getting these photos that obviously there's a lawsuit because I'm sure he did some stuff that was illegal. That's what the lawsuit is. But then he's on the other hand, like bragging about how many people he slept with which is a disgusting amount and it's like that is not fair Mm -hmm. and and not to mention 
you, every post that Logan has, it's like people are going at Nina, talking about how she's a whore, talking about all these things. And she makes her money off of her brand, her sponsorships, modeling. And mm-hmm. now all of a sudden her brand and she's her like, image is 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 tainted and, and is being ruined based on what he's doing. And that is her money. That's her career that you can't like no amount of money can necessarily even fix that. If people have a certain image or they don't want to work with you because you're controversial because of things that she didn't even have any part in doing. Yeah. It sucks that she's the butt of the joke when he should have focused all of his attention on Logan or Jake. Like, yeah. You know what? Those are two fucking guys that like go hand in hand when you think of Logan and Jake Paul, whatever. But the fact that like, and I almost think it's because they had just gotten engaged and, genuinely logan i've never seen him look so happy i don't know him personally i have friends who know him but he just genuinely looked like he's so in love and so happy with her and she was the easiest target oh yeah and that just says a lot about someone who would go for the easy target go for the easy target and go for someone who is kind of like defenseless like what is she gonna say to back herself up and it wasn't like he made a couple comments it's like he made hundreds and hundreds of posts comments just like belittling her, shaming her, disrespecting her. And I just don't respect that for any man or for any person to publicly disrespect someone based on whatever sexual decisions they make regardless. Mm -hmm. I just don't like anyone who builds a platform on negativity and hatred because that's literally, he only got famous, I will say because of it. Like he grew his, he kept begging for Twitter followers. Like, Give me like 1 million followers and I'll release this photo of right. Nina. Give me 1.2 and I'll do it. Give me 1.3. He kept like begging and it was so like, it gave me the biggest fucking ick, but also was just like, I felt embarrassed for him. Yeah. Like and this then, is so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. And then the more ev- embarrassing part was his performance. He threw like a <laughs> yeah, total of like, true. landed a total of like no more than 10 punches <laughs> And he had his hands up the whole time because he, you know, even the announcers were saying like, he's an internet guy. He doesn't want to get knocked out because what that would look like on the internet and how people would make memes and like make fun of him forever for getting knocked out by Logan Paul. So he took the most pussy approach, which was like, keep your hands up just to get knocked out and not even fighting. Like you're literally talking all this talk, saying you're going to knock him out, saying you're a real fighter. And then you don't even fight. Like you don't even try Mm -hmm. And him. Not even trying was like him clearly scared of getting knocked out. The only thing I noticed that he was trying to do was he was trying to get viral moments. Like he was thinking of it as like a fucking like content piece for himself. Mm-hmm. And it was it was just so because there was no there was no like consistency. There was no substance to his fight. It was like moments for him. It was like him antagonizing Logan. It was him smiling while also like simultaneously getting like knocked out in the face. Yeah. Like what? And like him just like trying to get Logan to get so upset. So that he can say on the internet he got himself yeah. upset. I mean, even the commentators were saying like, okay, like if someone's just smiling and laughing at this at this point, it's because they know that they're just getting their ass kicked and they have nothing else. And he kept talking. He kept doing these antics. He kept doing this stuff as if he was even putting up a fight. And it's yeah. like, you can't keep talking and smiling and doing these things if you're not even competing. That was what Slim and Salt boy salt poppy salt poppy (laughs) salt poppy was like antagonizing slim and then got literally knocked out yeah the one because he was smiling but it was he was smiling because he was like oh shit like this is Um, yeah this all i got is i i need to smile being like yeah Mm -hmm. that didn't hurt yeah when clearly it did yeah and i've been loving to see all the memes and stuff like that and i mean just 
you know, Logan even said like, this is the problem with like people is like you spend all this time talking and then when it's time to show up, you don't like, I feel like people should be held accountable for the things that they say on Twitter, on the internet. And it's like, what better way to back it up than a fight? You're promoting a fight. You're saying you're going to do something. All right. The show, the lights go on the ring, the bell rings and you don't do anything. Yeah. You don't, you, you talk the talk, but you didn't walk the walk. I agree. Just like a the representation of someone on Twitter who's just like perpetuating negativity and misogynistic views and just like, yeah, I'm glad he got, you know, his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. And then the, the second fight was like the even worse watching. I was like so annoyed watching the KSI, KSI. and Tommy Fury fight because KSI kept hugging him. It was <laughs> like I was literally sitting there like Ugh! like getting mad because how just boring it was because it was frustrating. I'm like, I want to see these guys box. And I couldn't believe that Tommy got the win like. <laughs> well, I didn't think KSI would have. I thought it would have been a draw almost. It should have been a draw. But. <laughs> Honestly, props to KSI because he went with a tactic of let me be as unpredictable as fuck so that Tommy doesn't know what the fuck to do. And literally Tommy didn't know what to do other than like hug him back when he was hugging him. It was just an embarrassing fight and it was just embarrassing in general. Like so many like boxers and professional athletes were like, you think his dad's pissed off at Tommy. I'm sure. Like, <laughs> dude, you couldn't like take him out. Like this guy isn't even a professional boxer and you've been boxing your whole life and you come from like a lit lineage of like one of the best boxers of all time. Mm-hmm. And like, that's just a bad look, but like, Hey, he's making a name for himself. He's making money. Um, but it was an embarrassing event. If you're in the professional sports and you're in the professional fight game and you throw an event like that, and Dylan Dennis is making a mockery of it. And then you have this other, the second fight, which is just like they're hugging and it was very unprofessional to begin with. It's like people paid money for this. And it's like so many people are upset that they bought the fight. They're like, <laughs> I want my refund. No, Logan's was worth it. It was to Logan's me, was worth it. But people are still like, I will say when I was laying on your chest, I have never felt your heart like thump so hard and i will say watching logan's fight i was anxious because i wanted him to win so bad to like i don't know just for like nina's savior sake like she doesn't need to be saved but like for her sake i wanted him to win yeah me too but i get yeah i get like very into it even for like the sean o'malley fights like when i want someone to win and it's a big fight that's been hyped up Mm -hmm. i definitely am like (laughs) on the edge of my seat which is what i love about like the mma and like boxing and like big events like this and i'm happy that they started bringing this sort of like attention through the youtuber influencer boxing space about fighting, fighting because it does like help bring this sport more to light and i think there is something beautiful about like people just like fighting it out (laughs) really i actually think it feels (laughs) i'm like not sitting on a high horse but it feels so morally wrong to watch people fight to me gladiators like because they fought to their little deaths i believe right like that seems so like just like archaic yeah caveman and like neanderthal yeah (laughs) like what the fuck like what do you mean they're fighting till their death or they're fighting like it just seems it yeah i I enjoy it so much but morally i'm like i cannot believe i am like clapping watching grown men like hurt each other and in a way like i 
like I can maybe like parallel it to like war. Like it's so sad to see. It, like it's sad to see that people like Northrop Grumman, um, which is like a Fortune 500 company that makes money off of war. They sell war missiles and money. It's just like I can't imagine making money off of like hatred and fighting yeah so it's just it's so weird it's just like ingrained in us as human beings because it's all we've ever done you know if you think about how like you know when we were like cavemen or tribes it's like you see another tribe you kill them you fight to the death you have these gladiator events like that is just like instilled in us i believe what's the saying the oldest um careers are hookers and warriors and it's why sports and you know sex sells so much yeah it's just like the our it's just imprinted in our evolution but it's such a guy thing i will say like i know girls fight and girls you know are in war as well but man it's like the i don't know like what are we fighting about, guys? We all live to 100. I feel like it's the best way to sort of like back it up. If you want to say like talk shit, then it's mm-hmm. just like, okay, well then back it up. And I guess we've like evolved past the point. Clearly we haven't evolved past the no, point of not needing violence all. because of all the stuff happening in the world. But like it is a good way to settle something. Yeah. And I think that's why you see two men that hate each other. They go in there, they give it all. And at the end of it, a lot of times, most of the times they hug and have respect for each other yeah and i think that there is something beautiful about having resolution like that like hey i can respect how hard you went even if you didn't win you backed it up like there's something commendable about that Mm -hmm. where i think with women it's more nuanced it's more like maybe gossipy passive it's like trying to ruin someone's reputation or start drama or start a rumor or try to like tear someone down in a different way so I don't know. It's interesting. I wonder if there was a way that two women could like, you know, settle their differences in the way that they would or like talk the best shit or like, I don't know what it would be. I don't know what it would be. Uh, Speaking of men with issues, man, we watched Love is Blind, the latest, uh, the weddings, number one, which were surprising to (laughs) see the result. And And uh, the reunion. The reunion. I'm mad that after the altars aren't out and there's no dates for when the fuck they'll be out. Yeah. And I like I was shocked that Milton and Lydia actually said both said yes. yes. I knew Lydia was, but I wasn't I didn't think that Milton, Milton would, would go through with it. And I'm happy for them that they did. But the thing is, they don't follow each other on Instagram and they have zero photos with each other. So I'm wondering if between them filming the reunion, which they probably filmed like a week or two ago and till now they've broken up. Yeah. Or gotten a fight. I'm sure I could yeah. see it like he's a lot younger she's kind of like fiery and feisty and he's a lot more calm and chill relationships are so difficult i mean imagine throwing yourself into like a marriage when you're still learning each other that's insane Mm -hmm. especially all the pressures like you feel like you have to make all these decisions and sacrifices and compromises like on the spot where a lot of those things are long conversations that happen over the course of a longer period of time in a relationship. Yeah. Like if we're going to move, if we're going to have kids, what those conversations look like, how we deal and process with our trauma or conflict. Like those are such nuanced things that need to be like learned and you need to learn that about your partner. And I think the, the issue with the show or the, difficult part is like they're trying to make those decisions on the spot and they feel like they need to solve them immediately to decide if they want to get married but you can't solve those things only time will tell learning someone takes a while i was shocked that i wasn't actually shocked that stacy said no to izzy i was actually happy that she did 
<laughs> his post after she said no and they had a beautiful moment where they kissed and stuff yeah after when he was being interviewed and he's like he said he some st- shitty shit he said some shitty stuff like tearing her down and like talking shit about her which is like a really bad look and sort of shows his true colors he's like you know i don't understand like it makes you wonder why a 32 year old is still single and like i could give her all the same things that a rich 45 year old could like yeah like i don't death. care about money i don't care about money credit score looks he said something about looks as looks. if she was ugly or something yeah and it's like well first of all no you can't because a rich 45 year old would give her financial stability and yeah. he can't clearly and then second he literally off, called it credit money yeah like she cares about credit money and i'm like what the fuck's credit money yeah you mean credit yeah. Credit score. And he, the whole time in their seasons, like he's like, she like said to him, like, hey, I feel like you're not like doing all the things you said you would. Like, you sold me on this vision of like, I'm going to like cook for you. I'm going to do all these special things. And she's like, I've cooked for us and you haven't. And he's like, well, I feel like he started like playing the victim and like crying and like stormed he's, off and was he like, cried in the closet. Yeah. He's like, I feel like you don't like appreciate all of like my patience and this, that and the other. And it was like, okay, clearly this guy doesn't have that much to offer her. Like, okay, it's understandable. If you're not in the financial place, you are, you have these other things, but like, if you can't even give her emotional stability or like meet her needs or be even willing to hear what her needs are, like she was just being like, Hey, I want more from you. And instead of him being like, okay, I've been really caught up. I hear you. Like what would make you feel more loved and appreciated? That would be like the mature thing to say so he can actually do those things. Instead, he just played the victim. And it's like I see that being an issue with a lot of men and a lot of people in general in relationships. Instead of owning up and and being able to listen to your partner, it's so much easier to just play the victim and being like, oh, poor me. Like you don't understand my side. But it's like that. I think people don't really understand the value of listening to someone. And so many people think that when you listen, you're just hearing the words. But listening is like taking in what someone's saying in like interpreting interpreting it it for what it like for where their emotions are coming from because there's a reason why someone's coming to you and saying these things they're not just like saying it because they're crazy yeah and i wish i sent you this tiktok that i saw but no no they hadn't aired the fact that after the reunion they also individually interviewed stacy and izzy and in stacy's interview she said that he didn't tell her he was a 1099 contract worker. He didn't have any benefits. So she was going to be. And so she was like, well, if he gets in a car accident, I will have to pay for it when we're married. And he like he didn't have any benefits. And on top of that, she would have conversations with him being like, so like you have no credit. So when we open up a joint credit card and you rack up the bills and am I now paying for all of that when you don't have the income like he only became a sales insurance worker for one week prior to filming only so that he could say he was. But before that (laughs) he was literally a contract worker doing like odd jobs. And so she was like, well, every time I would bring up this conversation with him, he didn't know how to respond. He didn't know what to say. He kept being like, no, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Like, don't worry about it. And she said that she had him lay out his credit, like all his expenses. And she was like, okay, well, he was like, well, I don't have a credit card, but like I pay off everything. He's like, well, you still have bad credit because of the fact that you can't be responsible enough to have a credit card. Yeah. I mean, I know what it feels like to have bad credit because I did. Isn't that because you got your... My identity was stolen stolen. and I had like, 
yeah, I had bad credit. And it feels like it's a shitty feeling. It's a kind of like a dooming feeling in the back of but your it's mind. It's better now, right? Yeah, no, now I have really great credit. What's but it at? I think it's like 750 or something. Okay, so you're at the highest bracket? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you know mine's at 840? Yes, I know that. What do you mean? I've never... I would be proud of it too. That's amazing. <laughs> Guys, my credit's at 840. No, I'm mad. It's 10 away from perfect. That's such a you thing. It's 840 and you're upset it's not 850. Yeah. Well, it, it'll never be 850 because in like the next year I plan on like, you know, getting a credit inquiry for like another house or something. Yeah. And so like, I feel like I'm just chasing that 850 and it's never no, happening. Yeah, but you don't need 850. I don't. I'm yeah, Once I'm you're just, in the highest bracket, it's like, it doesn't fine. really make a difference. I don't think. And I will say just like with Izzy, I think he's a nice guy. I just think that clearly he's kind of bites off more than he can chew or thinks that he's like maybe a little bit further ahead than he, he is, is and yeah. expects people to see him that way when it's like people should take you for where you're at. And if you're going to sell them on a vision, at least work towards that vision to show them that you're making active steps towards being that person. That's actually a perfect way to, to put it. He wants people to see his future self instead of where he's at right now. But then you have to like back that up with the work that it takes to yeah. be that person, whether it be making smart financial decisions, you know, talking and being more open about your finances, whatever it may be. All right, guys. Well, that is it with episode 46. If you guys haven't already, give us those five stars, baby. And if you yeah. guys made it to this part of the video, comment down below. What is your deal breaker in a relationship? Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah, it could be one word. It could be a sentence. And if you've had that happen to you in a relationship where if it was he wears like, Crocs without socks, yeah, <laughs> Crocs without socks. Um, well, thank you guys for listening. I'm just yes. going to say it one more time. We're dropping the GoFundMe for my friend Tal Cooperman's cousins who were killed. Um, if, Down below. if you can support, that would be great. If not, not a big deal. But I just do want to give that another moment of attention and it wouldn't feel right to just end on this like bubbly love is blind thing with all this stuff going on but um yeah and for everyone out there go you educate know, yourself on educate yourself and i you know i i pray for all the people who are going through a hard time mm -hmm. all right well we'll see you next tuesday bye guys bye guys